You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Myron Metcalf back here on another Friday edition of Purple Daily uh, with the one and only Manny Fresh Hill. Manny, how you doing, man? Good, brother. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I mean, there are reports of uh, another snowmageddon headed this, this way. Um, it just has to stop. It, it, I've, I've had enough, man. Yeah. I've had enough of this. I got these uh, ice dams thing happening in, in, in my house. And, like, I don't know what happened. But somehow there are, like, drops of water coming into my house from the ice dam. And I had to call a guy. It's a whole thing, man. Yeah. And I've been through some some treacherous winters in the state of Minnesota. Never have I had to call an ice dam guy. Now, growing up in Milwaukee, were the, wind, were the winters similar? I mean, because it's geographically, you yeah. know, the cities aren't too far apart, five, six hours apart. Was it Were the winters growing up like over here, or were you sort of taken aback when you moved over here for yeah, the first it was, time? Yeah, it was, they were inconsistent. You would have those crazy... 40, 50 below windshield days. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't have sort of this run of below zero. You get more breaks. And then the snow, because we're Lake Michigan, so you get that lake effect snow. Sure. So you'd get a foot and a half, 18 inches. But it wasn't this pounding that you're getting in, in Minnesota. Like I said, I've, I've been Every here. Other day. Oh, man, I've been here a long time, man. I've never had to call an ice dam guy. Um <laughs> Case Keenum is yeah. the story. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 scrolling through my phone. I just dropped my girls off at the skating rink and I see the name Case Keenum. And and like now you know when you get an alert and it says Case Keenum, it's probably not good. Right. And I see that the Broncos are orchestrating a trade reportedly for Case Keenum to yep. go to Washington. Which is kind of funny and <laughs> ironic, right? Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins comes to Minnesota. Case Keenum ends up there a year later. Uh, Alex Smith, I mean, for those who don't know, had that horrific injury last year. Uh, May not play football again. Right. I mean, this is going to be most likely in training camp. Are you ready for this, Washington fans? Colt McCoy (laughs) versus Case Keenum. For the starting For the starting quarterback. Is that not one of the worst... Starting quarterback competitions that that you have heard of, Manny? I'm trying to think of. It's pretty bad, though, right? It's pretty bad. Certainly one of the one of the worst ones in the league today. I'm trying to think of one from from the past that was pretty bad. Well, the well the Browns. I mean, the Browns for yeah, I, yeah the Browns, and I feel like the, the Jets Browns had a lot with Charlie Fry and Derek yeah, Anderson. Jets and, gave Sanchez like eight try. I mean, there's some. There have been some bad yeah. ones, but. Man, to go from Alex Smith, who 
was playing pretty well before the injury. Yeah. Well, at least looked like he could be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, to Colt McCoy versus Case Keenum. Uh, Joe Flacco replaces Case Keenum in Denver. Joe Flacco was replaced by Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the interesting quarterback carousel and Case Keenum's the guy that's kind of been spit out at the end of it. I think Manny, and maybe I'm crazy or maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. Mike Zimmer looks like a winner today. Think Be- so, huh? Because Mike Zimmer, the the jury is still out clearly on whether this eighty four million dollar gamble is going to work out for the Vikings. We we don't we don't know we're we're not going to know for a couple of years. Yeah. But Zimmer's argument on Case Keenum when he led the Vikings, I mean, led's a funny word. When he was a big part of the Vikings making a run to the NFC title game. Sure. Um the idea that Zimmer had and the one that he promoted, I think publicly in a subtle way but mostly privately too was this idea that you're not going to uh, hit the lottery twice. Mm-hmm. That the Case Keenum we saw in the 2017 season, Manny, that was the best Case Keenum that we were going to see. That was the peak, that was peak Case Keenum. Right? Yeah. So now we still don't know what to make of Kirk Cousins. But I think it's fair to say, Manny, that Zimmer, at least on that part, was probably right. Yeah. The Case Keenum we saw in 2017, that guy is on his second team since leaving here, and he's going to have to battle Colt McCoy <laughs> for a starting job, my man. Well, and we talked about, I, I remember going through the 2017 season and the Vikings having all of that success, and I remember just, we talked so much about how Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator at the time, who's now the head coach of the New York Giants, how he did a terrific job of managing that offense and and running plays that allowed Case Keenum to have the most success. And they didn't really it, it seemed like they didn't really do that in Denver. Like it it that's where I think with Case Keenum you saw how offensive coordinators can yeah. be very, very important that if you have the right sort of play caller, he can elevate uh, a quarterback who is, for the most part, a journeyman backup that, you know, you can find a way to get the most out of him. That's what Pat Shermer did for Case Keenum in 2017. And then we saw it. Case Keenum goes to Denver. Not very good. They decided to trade him away. Now he's in Washington. Now he has to compete for a job. And, I mean, they pulled the plug on Case Keenum for aging, declining Joe Flacco. Man, who lost his job to, to Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, that's it's got to hurt if you're Case Keenum. But <laughs> to your point, though, Manny, the, the lie we tell ourselves about quarterbacks is that they can do it alone. Mm-hmm. When 90% of them can't. I, I mean, to me... There's really only a couple in the league yeah, that can't you, you do it You and I could design own. an offense for Drew Reese. Mm-hmm. You and know Aaron what I mean? You, you, and... We could go back and get Tecmo Bowl on Nintendo, <laughs> find a few offensive sets, and, and we could design an offense for... For for Drew Brees, um, who else is on that list, man? I'm not even sure. Now I don't want to sound crazy. I'm not sure you can put Brady on that list, really, because I think Brady has such a unique system in New England mm-hmm. and the right personnel that I'm not certain that you could just put him anywhere and he would have the same results. Mm-hmm. 
Aaron Rodgers, I think, is a guy that you and I could design something in the sand for him, and <laughs> he'd be a pretty good player. But there aren't that many guys who we can look at and say, them alone could could be a game-changing, they alone could be a game-changing quarterback. I mean, that's right. Is that fair? No, I think that's very fair. And I think when you look at Kirk, Kirk Cousins, I think he is really kind of the epitome of a guy that you really need to surround him with the right circumstances and the right personnel and use the right system in order for him to have success. And we can look at the numbers with Kirk Cousins all we want. And yeah, he threw for 4,000 yards and he had 30 touchdowns and all of that. But the Vikings still missed the playoffs. The Vikings were still in the bottom third in converting on third downs, yeah. third and long. Couldn't be situation. playoff teams. They couldn't yeah. be good teams. Yeah, and we saw in a situation late in the year where they needed they needed a win to get into the playoffs, and they they didn't deliver. The offense sputtered, and you know that that's where you have to look. And we can say what we want about the offensive line and all of that. And yes, they need work on the offensive line. We've been talking about this yeah. ever since you know week two. Yeah. Of 2018. The offensive line needs work. Everybody but, knows it. Yeah, everybody knows it. The thing of it is, though, you got to give Kirk Cousins more weapons. And they got weapons. They got Thielen and Diggs. You got Dalvin Cook. But you need to give this guy as many weapons as possible so that when teams are clamping down on the other guys, yeah. you have options. That's well, what Kirk Cousins needs. That's what he had in Washington, his yeah. best year in Washington a couple of years ago. He was surrounded with talent, depth, galore. But but it's also Manny Wright's schematic assistance too. Like I mean, oh, absolutely. I yeah, mean, that's kind of what we're, you know, the the Case Keenum, Case Keenum, with Shermer in Minnesota, like all the moving parts work together. Mm-hmm. He clearly didn't have that in Denver, and I don't know how he's going to get it in Washington. <laughs> but. Can you duplicate that with a Kirk Cousins? Because Kirk Cousins clearly needs help. Mm-hmm. You've got to put him in a system that allows him to take advantage of his skill set. He's never going to be uh, sort of the acrobat that an Aaron Rodgers is, the, this freestyle artist who mm-hmm. can just pull something out of his hat. Yeah, can do something off script. But I, but I think he's a guy, if you give him option one, two, and three— and it's definitive, and the personnel is there, mm-hmm. then maybe it's a different story. I felt yeah. like a lot of situations with Kirk Cousins, there was option one, and then at the final second, option two, but it's already covered. Yeah. Right? So it, and it's too late. And Aaron Rodgers can do that. And that's nothing against Kirk Cousins. And Aaron Rodgers can do that. Uh, Drew Brees can do that. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of guys in the history of the NFL who are able to adjust. Mahomes, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the guy who... You know, you could send him out there without any plays. Mm-hmm. But as much as I've been one to not Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer, putting this whole package together is going to be important. Mm-hmm. And Mike Zimmer looks smart today because if you put Kirk Cousins in the right package, his ceiling is much higher than even Case Keenum's in the right package. Yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing with Case Keenum going from, you know, John Elway's magical school bus of quarterbacks where, you know, if you're a quarterback <laughs> and you can throw a football, <laughs> uh, John Elway will give you a job. Now, if yeah. you're, and if you're 6'5 or taller, he'll, he'll give you a starting job for at least eight games. Oh, yeah. Osweiler. Oh, man. He, he loved the tall, yeah. the tall quarterbacks. 
But now that Keenum's going his way to Washington, we see how important it is to have the personnel around you. Is Kubiak Manny the quarterback whisperer that this team needs? And and who needs him more? Zimmer or Kirk Cousins? That's a good question. Who needs Gary Kubiak more, Zimmer or Cousins? I think, well, I think Kirk Cousins needs him more because I think if Kirk Cousins can have success, that will lead to Mike Zimmer retaining his job. So I yes. think Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is the one who needs Gary Kubiak the most because I think everybody's job, talking about Zimmer, Rick Spielman, and you know maybe Kubiak himself. Like if it goes well, Kubiak needs this offense to go well. Him and Stefanski. I think everything hinges upon what Kirk Cousins can do in yes. 2019. If Kirk Cousins is successful and they get to the playoffs and win a game, then I think everybody, I think everybody is in is in good shape, and I think you 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 have something going. But if Kirk Cousins fails. That likely means the entire team fails, and that means yes. people are losing their jobs. Definitely. And there's going to be changes changes coming. As there should be. And I think Dak Prescott is a good comparison for me to Kirk Cousins, potentially, in that Dak, year one, had this open offense where he looked a lot like, I'm not going to call him a Holmes, but he was that that playmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw him in late in games. He could make a he play could do happen. It. Yeah, I mean, people forget. Yeah, the Packers beat the Cowboys uh, to make it to the NFC title game in 2016. But remember how good Dak Prescott played yeah. against Aaron Rodgers? I mean, they were going at it. They were it. down big, and Dak, Dak was a big part of bringing yes. them back into that game. Yeah, And then they became a more one-dimensional team where if you bottle up Zeke, mm-hmm. I mean, when he was out with the suspension, my goodness, they were a different team. But even when he came back, we're going to give the ball to Zeke 25 times and see what happens. And then Dez, Dez was getting hurt and yes. declining. And, yeah. and, and uh, Witten is not the same guy. Then you get Amari Cooper last year, middle of the season. He's opened up everything yeah. for Dak Prescott. And they had an offensive coordinator who's no longer there. And Scott Linehan. I mean, mm-hmm. they had a guy who wasn't really schematically helping them. That was Dak Prescott kind of making plays. Vikings fans very familiar with Scott yes, Linehan, they are. by the way. Yeah. And I bring up Linehan and the Cowboys and, and what Dak Prescott did once he got uh, uh, Amari Cooper. Because I look at what Kirk Cousins has, and I'm going, he's got more than that. He's got young Dalvin Cook, who if he stays mm-hmm. healthy, can be one of the best young running backs in this league. He's got Stephon Diggs. He's got Adam Thielen. He's got options and, and weapons, right? Mm-hmm. But he needs more, though. He does need more, but other he needs more. But I think the problem is an eighty-four million dollar quarterback. We expect him to be able to do more with less. Sure, right? Yeah. And, and and bottom line, this may be what you have. You might not get another big time playmaker. This is, might be exactly what you have. So schematically, can the Vikings duplicate with Kubiak what they had with Case Keenum? Can they put Kirk Cousins in the best possible situation? to take advantage of his strengths, which clearly didn't happen last year. And that's why Zimmer, to me, looks really smart. He saw that everything went right for Case Keenum. Even when people like me were saying, you got to give him another year. Mm -hmm. You don't go out and get Kirk Cousins. Zimmer could see, 
that know everything went right for this guy, but there's a system around him that helped him a lot more than maybe the average fan could see. Yeah, and and I think when you look at the system that Gary Kubiak is going to try and implement, I remember there's a video, Matthew Collar showed me this video clip of, I think it's the 95 Denver Broncos. It that was sounds like, like a Matthew Collar video he showed oh you. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And Matthew Collar's watching videos YouTube videos. Right and oh, oh, yeah, he's watching film no. Yeah, right now as we speak. Um, but... It, it was, I think it was like the 95 or 96 Denver Broncos. And there was clip. There was a clip of Elway on the sideline talking with so, somebody, like his I don't know, a receiver or like an offensive lineman or something. And he's talking about. And Gary Kubiak was a young offensive coordinator for Mike Shanahan then. Yeah. And Elway was just talking about, man, this system is great, man. Like we're never in, we're always in third and short. You know, <laughs> we're never in third and long. And I think. That is, whether it's with the running game or the, the the short passing game, precision passing from Kirk Cousins, the big key is going to be keeping Kirk Cousins out of third and long situations because that, in 2018, Myron, is where he really, really, really struggled. Oh, it was, it third was, and it long was terrible. situations. So if you can try and get him, if you can scheme this offense away from Keeping you know keeping themselves out of third and long situations and that and part of that is protecting Kirk Cousins and that's where the offensive line comes into play, but you keep them out of third and long, keep them out of third and twelve, keep them out of third and nine, make it more manageable third and two, third and three type of situations, then I think Kirk Cousins can have more success with this offense. Yeah, and I I agree with you hundred percent, man, and I got to couch this by saying when I say I think Mike Zimmer looks smart today. I'm not saying he looks smart for $84 million worth of Kirk Cousins. I'm saying he looks smart in that the guy that a lot of people, including myself, thought give him another year mm-hmm. is on his second team in less than a calendar year. This is a guy who's on his way to compete with Colt McCoy <laughs> for a starting spot. Yeah. So Zimmer's proclamation that we saw the best case Keenum, I think he was right. Yeah, he was. Now, that doesn't mean he's right about Kirk Cousins. Right. That doesn't mean he's right about $84 million man. But I I do feel like he deserves a little credit for bailing on a guy that now the Broncos are bailing on, too. By the way, since our last show, has has Gary Kubiak hired any more relatives? (laughs) Is there is there did I hear something about a third cousin or something that's might be coaching a running backs? I don't cousin know. Once removed. God, there's no, so many Kubiaks, yeah. man. They better be you know what, they I hope that helps the Vikings because there's no middle ground with that yeah. Kubiak situation. He's either the guy who adds the right boost, who who is the right addition to this staff and can maybe work out some of the flaws. Or it's just terrible. It's going to be really interesting to see how everybody works together because you've got Kevin Stefanski, who is the the offensive coordinator, quote unquote, and yeah. that's technically who he is, and he's going to be calling the plays. But you have Gary Kubiak. Papa Gary, you got Gary Kubiak, sort of. You know, he's brought it. He's an assistant coach, and he's an advice. He's an offensive advisor, and then you've got. Clint Kubiak, you've got Gary Sun as the quarterbacks coach. Like you've got no. a lot of people, you got a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Can everybody be on the same page? And and they're saying they're saying all the right things. Rick Spielman and 
Mike Zimmer, they're saying all the right things, that there's no egos involved and that everybody is excited everybody to work say together. Everybody can say that They're saying all the right things, <laughs> and and I'm, you know what, I, I'll, I'll take them for their word right now, but I'm still, I want to see this. I want to see how this works. Man, let's be real. If Stefanski makes a decision, he can be overruled. I understand those numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's Mike Zimmer, who's Kubiak's guy. There's Kubiak. There's Clint Kubiak. And, and there's Stefanski. Let's be honest. <laughs> He's facing the pressure to make sure, in a way, he earns the approval. Mm-hmm. You don't bring in a Gary Kubiak with his knowledge, with his history, with where he's been, unless you're saying you're quality control. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And Stefanski, whether he likes it or not, has to uh, accept that. But I'm anxious like you to figure out uh, whether or not this thing works. We'll be right back on Purple Daily. Hey everyone, it's Matthew Collar. You can find my new show, Score North Live, every day from 2 to 4 p.m. on the all-new Score North on 1500 and on demand at scorenorth.com. In addition to Vikings talk, we break down the most important and pressing subjects like the responses to Kirk Cousins' tweets. I would like that. And which Fast and the Furious movie is the best. Those types of things. Yeah. It's Score North Live with me, Matthew Collar, available on scorenorth.com and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Myron Metcalf back here on Purple Daily on Score North, scorenorth.com, your home of four Twin City sports. Um, I am frustrated, Manny. Why are you frustrated? I'm frustrated. What's going on? I'm frustrated because I have been following this uh, Charlie Cashley situation oh, with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Charlie Cashley is a former NFL executive. Um, in Washington and in uh, Houston. Yeah, one who had the infinite wisdom to draft uh, Heath Schuler, turn into a Hall of Fame yeah. uh, quarterback, maybe top five David all time. Carr. David Carr. Don't be too hard on Heath Schuler, though. Former Vols quarterback. True, you know. true. Uh, like but David Carr, who is... I like Heath in college. Yes, David Carr, who football. will be uh, on the next <laughs> Hall of Fame ballot. Um, but he made some really, really intense comments. Oh, yeah. About Kyler Murray. Um, basically, he said Kyler Murray had one of the worst combine experiences of any quarterback in the history of the combine. Now, Kyler Murray, the projected number one pick from Oklahoma, the guy who was 5'10 and a fourth, and everybody's judging uh, his height and how that'll translate and affect him on the football field in the NFL. But Charlie Cashley suggests that he has sources, many who claim that Kyler Murray failed in his combine interviews, uh, that Kyler Murray couldn't draw up plays on the whiteboard, showed poor leadership qualities. By the way, I don't know how you interview somebody for 30, 40 minutes and get all that. I I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff you ain't going to know about me in 30 to 40 minutes. And there's a whole lot of stuff you might assume about me in a 30 to 40 minute interview, too. What I want to know about this, too, is did Charlie Casserly talk with Kyler Murray himself? Or is he going off of people that he talked to that talked to Kyler Murray? He's talking to somebody who talked to somebody who talked to somebody who talked to somebody's mama who talked to somebody and then talked to Charlie Casserly. Like, that's the the problem. Mm -hmm. But here's some stuff that comes out down the line. Charlie Casserly has this really negative 
of – and he doubled down on it, too. I mean, he had multiple opportunities to back off. Yeah. Doubled down. Then we find out, not only is Charlie Castley someone who didn't exactly ace his experience as an executive in the NFL, we find out that he reportedly has his own uh, consultant service where, Manny, he trains athletes who are headed to the combine. He trains them in terms of how they interview at the combine. So he has his own sort of like standard of how these guys are supposed to interview? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Basically, if you would have worked with me, Kyler Murray didn't, mm. then maybe you would have passed the test. So we find out there's a whole lot, many, many conflicts of interest uh, in this situation. Here's, here's why I'm frustrated. If you're Charlie Castley, you are not going to affect what Arizona does. No. Arizona is already planning Kyler Murray Day. I ain't talking about the team. I'm talking about the whole doggone state. <laughs> they are already planning Kyler Murray Day. There's going to be a parade. I don't know why you would want to have a parade in that hot sun, but there will be a parade. I promise you. <laughs> that young man, Manny, is going to the Arizona Cardinals. Hello, Larry Fitzgerald. But I worry about the other guys because if you sow those seeds with other guys who maybe aren't locks to be top 15, mm -hmm. that guy who's a protected second, second round pick, who could fall to the fourth or fifth round off of that quote-unquote intelligence. Mm -hmm. Those are the kids I worry about. And I understand that this is what happens in the NFL. People give bad information hoping that they'll disrupt the status of a guy that they want, right? Mm -hmm. But it's so dangerous. And I'm so happy. Kyler Murray's agent came out against Charlie Cashley. He's got his dad. I mean, he's got a team around him. Lincoln Riley came out for him. Yeah. There's a team around Kyler Murray to say. <laughs> a lot of people riding with that, him. That's, that's crap and you know it. Yeah. But, man, there are a whole lot of guys in this NFL draft who don't have that team. They don't have that platform. And who's going to stick up for them. And all it takes is for one Charlie Casserly to say, oh, that kid, terrible leader. That kid, not smart enough. That kid doesn't work hard. And and the, the, the sad part about it is for a lot of these guys, you could be potentially costing these guys money. You exactly. Know, if, if a guy is slated to, you know, if, if he's going to be the eighth pick of the draft and the Charlie Cassidy's of the world are coming out and sort of saying all dogging that. Dogging Yeah, just dogging them, slandering them, basically. And that guy falls from what would have been 8 to 19 or 20, that's a different... That's costing them millions of dollars. Huge. Costing them money. Huge. Or, or the guy who looks like a fourth-round pick and maybe he goes undrafted. Yeah. You are playing with kids' livelihoods, man. And that's the part that really, really, really bothers me. And this should bother everybody. Because one thing you can appreciate about Mike Zimmer, you know, whether to his detriment or not, He's not the kind of guy that listens to a whole lot of voices, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that can work against you. Yes, and there it have can. been situations where Very much so. it, can work it has against worked you, yes. against him. Yep. But it can also work in your favor, I think, in situations like this. I don't think the Vikings would be caught up 
in stuff like this. Like, I think the Vikings, if they were in a position to draft a Kyler Murray, they would take their own assessments, their own interviews, talk to Lincoln Riley, talk to folks around him, and they would trust that more than what some other folks are saying who might be trying to sabotage the process. That's important. But I think there are a lot of teams that are the opposite. Who could hear this about a lesser player mm-hmm. and go, we don't want him in our locker room. Oh, he did what? Now, granted, there are some things where a kid's got a big rap sheet. Kid's done some terrible stuff. We don't have to have a conversation about that. He he, he kind of did that to himself. But how do you measure leadership in a, in a 20, 21-year-old man? Were you a leader at 20, 21? I wasn't a leader at 20. <laughs> I was down at the Oleander in Mankato. Two well, for one. That that's what I was doing. I wasn't a leader. Well, my thing too is, I mean, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray in 2018 basically did just about everything that his predecessor at Oklahoma did and in some. 2017 with a little whipped cream on top. All and some he Heisman did. Heisman Trophy and some college football playoff. And by the way, he plays this little game called baseball, mm-hmm. and he was a top ten pick there. Yeah, first guy ever to be who's going to be the first player ever a top ten pick in both the ML, both the MLB and the NFL draft. What more do you want, Manny? Oh, bad leader though. Right, bad my, leader. But my problem is, and and I gotta take you know admit this that there are some things that Kirk Cousins clearly he's rubbed some people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is a guy who you know just has to win. When we have that conversation every day, and guess what, folks, we will. Until we see him win next season. Yes, agreed. But it wouldn't be fair to come out and say, oh, Kirk Cousins is a terrible leader. Oh, oh, Kirk Cousins is the guy who doesn't do that. Like, are you there with him? Right. How can an outside voice come in and say, you interview Kyler Murray for 30 minutes, and now all of a sudden you know he's a great leader and not a great leader? How, how, and the other thing, too, is how do you not... Now, listen, like... Lincoln Riley is going to stick up for his guy no matter what. Like yes. he he wants he's going to support Kyler Murray no matter what. So you're you're going to get a biased opinion from Lincoln Riley, but still, don't you have to talk to Lincoln Riley? Exactly. If you're Charlie Cassidy, don't you have to? If you're if you're Charlie Cassidy and you hear yes, you hear people saying, "Oh, this is a bad interview, one of the worst interviews ever," and his leadership is bad. If you're Charlie Cassidy, don't you say? Huh, okay. Well, so and so saying this about Kyler Murray. Let, yeah. me go, let me go talk to his coach. Yes. Let me go talk to his quarterback's coach, his offensive coordinator, his, you know. Somebody who knows somebody, him. Somebody. Somebody who's been in the building with him. Hey, why don't we talk to somebody from the Oakland A's? Who <laughs> somebody. Him? Call let, someone. Let's get a full, let's get the full opinion. Let's get, you know, let's get everybody. everybody no, it's easier to talk to one person. Kyler Murray. Yeah, I know, man. I when I saw that it was just it was it was really weird like when I when I saw the clip of Charlie Cassidy talking about him I was like that's it's just sort of weird like we've heard it was personal yeah it just seemed really intense it seemed personal yeah it seemed very very personal and it was really really weird man and let's be clear on this team the Minnesota Vikings you've got a young man named Dalvin Cook who you want to go back to Florida State and have some conversations about situations he got himself in? Yeah, that's why he fell in the second round. And I'm sure there were a whole lot of folks in Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer's ear saying, no. 
Dalvin Cook was a first-round talent. You don't touch that kid. And whether you agree with how he was assessed or not, I still think it's important to talk to, like you said, folks around some of these kids. Talk to everybody. If you really want them. My problem is these are people trying to sabotage whatever, but you're doing more damage to this young man and not giving him a chance to prove himself. And he's 20, 21, 22 years old. Stop it. A, there just aren't that many guys who are leaders at that age. B, to put yourself in a position to be a top 10 player in the Major League Baseball draft and a top 10 player in the NFL draft, you have to be a tremendous leader. Mm-hmm. Because who follows you if you're not? So clearly this guy has been a leader somewhere. But the Charlie Cassidy's are just dangerous, man. And it's dangerous, and it goes beyond the NFL. I just think we're in an era where we've gone away from assessing talent, mm-hmm. assessing you know, blatant character flaws. I mean, there's some things you can't ignore. And we've got into this, I'm going to be a psychologist after 15 minutes of meeting with you. The other thing is, Manny, if you're Kyler Murray and you're meeting with 10 teams and the whole world knows you're going to one, how seriously are you taking these interviews? You know what I mean? Like, you know you're the number one pick. He's got an agent, people. I guarantee he understands and knows he's going to be the number one pick. You're interviewing with nine other teams just in case. How serious is that for you? I mean, they're asking you questions. How much do you care? You know, how much are you going, oh, Colts? Oh, yeah, uh, sure, Colts, I'll answer all your questions. Andrew Luck, I'm going to replace Andrew Luck, right? Like, like, <laughs> like, how serious are you taking these these interviews, man? Yeah. Like, I think that's a part of it. Yeah, no, I I know. And, I mean, he's going to be the number one pick. And, Has to be. Yeah, at this point, I mean, it, all, all the signs are pointing to him being the number one pick, and you know, if you're Cliff Kingsbury and you're the Arizona Cardinals and that's the guy that you identify and you want him and that's that's the guy, then you 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 go for it and you you take that pick and he's going to be your guy. Now, the big question is going to be: they take Kyler Murray, what are they going to do with Josh Rosen? Well, because I thought Rosen was on his way to Washington. That's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. And now they got Case Keenum versus Colt McCoy. Now they might still go after Josh Rosen. I don't know that you get Case Keenum and Colt McCoy and go. Boys, we're ready to go into training camp. <laughs> Alex Smith is out. May never play again, but we got Colt McCoy and Case Keenum. Maybe they get Josh Rosen. But that says a lot about Kyler Murray, too. If you're Cliff Kingsbury, man, and you're about to get rid of Josh Rosen for this baseball player who's 5'10 and a quarter, and you're basing your entire NFL tenure on that, and the dude that you replaced lasted for a year, <laughs> you got to have some strong opinions, man, about a guy like that. We'll be back. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Myron Metcalf here on Purple Daily. Um, score North, scorenorth.com. I am fascinated by these combine performances. Um, And I don't know. Listen, I'm glad I don't know how to, you know, determine if DK Metcalf can be, 
a great receiver or not off of it after his combine experience where apparently he has negative body fat. Um <laughs> So he's like Daniel Hunter. Yeah, I mean the guy like like <laughs> Daniel Hunter. I always yes. say he's got like minus two percent. That's DK. Body fat. That's DK Metcalf. We spell our names differently, but I'm claiming him as my cousin if he's great. <laughs> and you're not going to stop me from doing it. I just you shouldn't have a 28 pack of apps. <laughs> now I in in my day, Manny certainly not anymore. But in my day, you know, I, 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 I had probably a five and a half, five and three quarter. Mm-hmm. But when I see a dude like that. It it makes me think like, where did you come from? <laughs> what did you do? Twenty seven reps on, on the bench press or something like that? I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I tell you who the scariest guys. Everyone's talking DK Metcalf and you know Kyler Murray and all the buzz there. Uh, Nick Bosa, uh, the DN out of Ohio State who got injured is probably going to be number two pick or maybe number one if Kyler Murray is uh, is a number one for some reason. Have you seen this Quinnen Williams? Oh, yeah. Who apparently, Quinnen Williams, ate four double-stuffed Oreos the morning of the combine. That was his breakfast. And then he went out and did that. Like, to me, if I'm a running back in the NFL, you've got to respond to Quinnen Williams the same way you would a bear. (laughs) Now, mind you, people, you don't respond to a grizzly bear the same way you would a black bear. Grizzly bears will destroy anything. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to like lay in the fetal position with a grizzly bear and pretend you're dead. That's probably my move with Quentin Williams. <laughs> it's probably just laying down on the ground as soon as he gets near me. Otherwise, he'll probably just eat you. He probably will. And one of his bear paws <laughs> will destroy me. You don't want to challenge a grizzly bear. Black bears are a little different. Some people say black bears, you can kind of stand up to them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's one of those things that people write in like those, when you go hiking or something, they put that in those little pamphlets. But if you actually see a black bear, you do what everyone else will do and you just run. That's my <laughs> second tactic. I'm probably running in the wrong direction if I see him coming my way. What was the joke that, uh, what, what was the joke D.L. Hughley made where he's like, if <laughs> he said, if... Black people go in the woods, <laughs> and there's a bear in the woods. Black people ain't in, in the, the woods, woods no more. <laughs> that is so, so true. Which is why you don't That's see us. Me. Which is why we don't encounter bears and mountain lions exactly. and all these things. Exactly. Yes. But Quentin Williams is a is a whew, He's a monster. Yeah. And deserves everything that's coming to him. Represented by one of the only women uh, sports agents in the draft. Uh, just a unique. Very athletic, agile individual. Yeah. But when I saw Todd McShay's mock draft, and I saw the guy that they're saying that the Vikings might be able to get, I had to pause, Manny. Which one was? Mr. Ed Oliver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Courtney Cronin tweet about this uh, the other day. Yeah. I know some folks who are really close to Ed Oliver. I know some folks who've watched him a lot throughout his career. I'm talking from high school. Mm Mm-hmm. To me, if we weren't obsessed with combine numbers, if we weren't obsessed with bench press reps 40 times, all these things we use to stitch together the profile of an athlete, Mm -hmm. pure talent, Ed Oliver might be top three. Mm. Pure talent. 
he's not the safest pick. I mean, he was a guy who came into his last year at Houston, has had some injury issues, wasn't as dominant as people expected. Had a little spat with uh, had Major Applewhite. Had, right? had a spat. At the end, the end um, of the season. You know. He was like, it was like he was wearing a... Was it he was wearing a coat or something? And asked him to take it off. Major Applewhite told him to take it off. So there are some flags there that I'm sure has, I'm sure that's hurt him. But pure talent, Ed Oliver could be the steal of this draft. And if you're the Vikings and you don't know what's happening with that D line yet, nothing's been. No decided 100 yeah, percent no guarantee Sheldon Richardson's going to be back no I mean they got a money problem mm-hmm. you 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 owe a guy 28 million dollars and that's where everything starts right yeah but Ed Oliver is the kind of guy that you could get at 18 and you could be looking at a guy who might be with top three talent just pure pure talent Ed Oliver remember Ed Oliver at one point was chasing the Heisman as a defensive player. Yeah. He was that good and that nasty. And he just, to me, from the folks I know who know him and have known him well, he's one of those guys, and I think this means something. You look at him from an early age till now, he's just one of those winners. He's one of those guys who has always been able to make plays and, and impact the game. From the time he was a young kid, High school playing in Texas, where that's basically Division One AA football. Yeah. Uh, to college, <laughs> where everybody knew Ed Oliver was coming, and he was still a force. He could be the perfect guy, and we talked earlier in the show, Manny, about these Kyler Murray conversations from Charlie Cashley. You're going to have those conversations about Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some folks. There's some concerns. Maybe on people, that yeah. staff, Manny, who go take him. But here's the problem. But if you can sift through that, and if that dude is there, Minnesota Vikings fans, if you haven't seen this dude play, (laughs) if you don't know what Ed Oliver is made of, you might be drafting an all-pro defensive lineman. Not right away, but a guy who talent-wise. I know NFL guys, knowledgeable guys, who say he is could be top three, top four raw talent mm. in that draft? Isn't that the kind of guy they need? Yeah, I mean, if he falls, if he falls to them at eighteen, or even if he's there at fourteen or fifteen, if you're yeah. the Vikings, you might have to think about moving up a couple spots, yeah, man. And I know that you know Viking. There's, there's Vikings fans listening to this right now, and they're saying, "Oh no, offensive line, offensive line." I know, man, but. If you could get a guy like Ed Oliver, if he falls to you, or if he falls within your range, where you could maybe move up a couple spots and take him. Yeah. And Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer's not, I mean, I said it at the end of the season, Mike Zimmer's not going to be able to help himself. If there's an opportunity for him to get oh, a you good, gotta, yeah, he got, he'll a good defensive player, as much as they need offensive line help and maybe another weapon for Kirk Cousins, if there's a defensive player there that's that's fallen and he's fallen further than what he was expected and he's there we know Mike Zimmer will be very very tempted very very tempted it, it I mean he'll, he'll that's his kind of guy yeah 
I mean, Ed Oliver is nasty. Now, granted, I don't know the full details of the situation he had with his coach and, you know, whether that was just a frustrated player who was just ready to go. But he could destroy some stuff, man. He could be the kind of game changer. And we talk a lot, you know, on this station about Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Manny, how did the Patriots win the Super Bowl? They shut down that Los Angeles Rams offense. Yeah, they did. How did the Eagles beat the Patriots last year? Yes, Tom Brady threw for 500-plus yards. But they had defensive linemen who were dirty and nasty in the final possessions, and they made plays. Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett. Huge. Brandon Graham. I mean, these guys made plays. How did the Patriots come back against the Falcons in the year before that? Defensive plays at the line of scrimmage. Like, if you're not nasty at the line of scrimmage, you got a problem. And that, to me, defensively, is something that we need to talk about. Because if the Vikings lose Sheldon Richardson, Anthony Barr, is Everson Griffin's? I don't know all the deed. Who's guaranteed? Do- Doogie said earlier this week he thinks Everson Griffin's getting traded. So let's say you lose three or four key pieces of this defense. You could have Kirk Cousins in a better scheme that's more suitable to his strengths, a more comfortable Kirk Cousins, because Mike Zimmer says everybody hits the lottery year two with him, mm-hmm. and still have a team that's struggling because of what you're not doing defensively. We don't talk enough about the Vikings and their defensive future. Well, that was something we brought up on on this show the other day. Me and Rami Makloff were talking about how, because I presented the question of, okay, we know, and and I've been on this train of we got to get Kirk Cousins more weapons, we got to improve the offensive line, and you know they've got to add another weapon in the passing game and maybe some depth behind out uh, behind Dalvin Cook and all of that. But how many? Of these, you know, because we were talking about how, well, okay, they got to free up cap space and how are they going to do that? At some point, you got to ask yourself, how many key players are they going to be able to give up and lose yeah. and still keep themselves relevant? You know, because we, we talked about letting Everson Griffin go, you know, whether it's trading him or releasing him. Sheldon Richardson, they're going to bring him back. You know, and at what price? Yep. You know, Anthony Barr, all signs are pointing. Anthony Barr ain't coming back. Yeah, he'd be gone. He's gone. You know what I mean? And, you know, you may have to release Trey Reigns and release his $9 million cap hit. So, I mean, how many, that's a, that's a lot of key pieces to your defense that you're saying goodbye to. Yes. How many can you withstand? How many is too many? How many can you overcome? And that could be the storyline. And no one's really talking about it because Kirk Cousins has dominated the headlines, but that could be the story. Mm-hmm. That a, a team that invested offensively, bringing in Kubiak and doing all these things to try to make Kirk Cousins comfortable, may have sacrificed things on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and that might be the biggest issue going forward. But I tell you what, if that young man, Ed Oliver, is there, mm-hmm. he is nasty, he is vicious. And he might be one of the better players, raw talent, in this entire draft. Thank you all, as always, for joining us on another edition of Purple Daily. Myra Metcalf, Manny Fresh Hill. See you next week. 
This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.